welcome to Thinking Man Talks. My name is Sammy, and um, first of all, thank you so much uh, for everyone who listened or has listened, shared, um, talked about, contributed, commented, liked uh, any of the previous episodes on whatever platform. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me in spreading um, this word. <laughs> particularly for a generation like ours um yeah it's a really uncommon thing so thank you very much shout out to everybody and it's really great uh you know it's been two episodes in just recording third and i'm really grateful to god for the opportunity to do this anyway it's a huge honor and um by god's enablement we'll continue to do this and continue to do the work that he's asked us to do yes all right so now let's get into the third episode um to be honest, I, I actually had an entirely different thing planned out. I had even recorded it already, but I woke up this morning. It's about just a couple minutes past 5 a.m. And um, the Holy Spirit instructed me to give a totally different message for today. And I love when God does that because it means he has something in store for somebody. So, you know, you would want to listen to this. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, today I'm going to be sharing my story. Today I'm going to be talking about my story. You see, one of the beautiful, beautiful things about the Bible is that we don't often realize that the Bible tells stories about each and every one of us. We think it's just talking about Jacob and David and Paul and Peter. But if you look really closely by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you'll see that <laughs> the Bible tells your story. It tells my story. It's completely, completely um, uh, filled with stories about each and every one of us. Even things that may not apply directly, but in one way or the other will be related to what you're going through. And so, after telling us the entire story of the Old Testament, the Bible tells us in the New Testament that these things were written for our examples. Why? Because we can look at them, see ourselves there, and learn those lessons. So, today I want to tell my story as is written in the Bible. And it's a story (laughs) that is written about me in the book of Luke in chapter 15. It's a story that we like to refer to as the prodigal son. This is my story. And for whatever reason that God wants me to share this, um, I know that it's going to be a huge blessing to someone. So, yeah. So, in the book of Luke chapter 15 from verse 11... First of all, this entire book of Luke 15, right from the first verse, Jesus was given a couple of parables. And the interesting thing about what a parable is, is that a parable is simply taking a physical reality and using it to represent a spiritual reality, right? And placing them side by side. So it's like Jesus, if he was to tell us about the way things were in heaven, we wouldn't be able to understand it because we've not been there. At least not with this consciousness, right? So, he would take a physical story that we can relate to to explain a spiritual reality. So, a parable is not necessarily fiction. He wasn't just making stuff up. But he wanted to paint a realistic picture of the way things are in the spiritual. But because he needed us to relate and understand it properly, he told those stories with physical context. And that's what a parable is. So he wasn't just giving fiction. 
he was giving true spiritual comparison. And so the first parable he gives in Luke 15 is about a lost sheep, a man who has a hundred sheep, and then one gets missing. And then he leaves the 99 to go look for the one. The second parable he talks about is the parable of a lost coin. A man who has 10 coins, one gets missing, then he leaves the nine in search of the one. And then this third parable of the prodigal son, he talks about a man who has two sons. One leaves and he doesn't go after him. Just think about it. 100 sheep, one gets missing, he leaves the 99 in search of the one. 10 coins, one gets missing, he leaves nine to look for the one. Two sons, one leaves and he doesn't go after him. So what's the difference in these stories? The difference is that the first two, God was talking about his relationship with the unbelievers, his relationship with the lost sheep of Israel. If you haven't given your life to Christ, you haven't met Jesus, God would do anything to present himself to you. In fact, this world would not end until the truth of Jesus Christ has been presented to you. But for people who have received Jesus and are in the kingdom, that's what the third parable of the prodigal son was about. He was talking about two sons, people who were already sons, and then one decided to walk away. At that point in time, it becomes a choice to come back or not. And so Jesus starts telling this story and representing my story here (laughs) to tell us how things are in the spiritual for people who are sons and walk away. And that's why it's my story, because that was me. And the Bible says in verse 11, it says, A certain man had two sons, and the younger one of them said to the father, Father, give me my portion of goods that falls to me. In other words, give me what is apportioned to me, his inheritance. It says, so he divided them, his livelihood, and he let him have his part. And you know, another reason why we can know that Jesus was just representing a spiritual reality was because in the physical context, you can't get your inheritance from your father until your father's dead, right? So Jesus was telling us about a father that doesn't die. That's why you can get your inheritance from him at any time, right? Yeah. So he was talking about our relationship with our heavenly father. So the Bible says in verse 13, it says, After not many days, the younger son gathered all together and journeyed to a far country. A far country in the Bible represents the other side. Again, this was my story. Because everything that God had blessed me with, ideas, acumen, intelligence, handsomeness, if I may, (laughs) I took it all, took my entire inheritance in Christ, the talents he gave me, the gifts he gave me, the knowledge he gave me, wisdom. I took everything and I journeyed to a far country. I went to the other side. I didn't want to trust God with it because at this point I had been exposed to so much. I had been exposed to, you know, a bit of money, connections, people who I thought mattered and people who I thought valued me. And so at this time, I thought I had gotten what I needed from God and I left. 
and a journey to the far country. And the Bible says, and there he wasted all his possessions with prodigal living. That's exactly what I did. I wasted all I had, all God had given me, wasted them. On lifestyles that were not good, on decisions that were not good, I pretty much threw everything away. I lost all value for what I had, for who I was as a person. I lost all identity in myself. And I was just getting by. Verse 14, it says, But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. After I had squandered everything I had, suddenly, situations started to come where it became obvious to me how empty I was. People started to place demands on me. And people who I thought valued me for who I was, I started to see that they valued me just for what they could get from me. And because at this point in time, I couldn't offer anything anymore, I was left bare. I had nothing. And at this point, not even an identity. I had no direction, no means of coming out of it. And this was where it occurred to me that, man, this is bad. (laughs) It says, then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. (laughs) Remember, he went to a far country. Now he joined himself to a citizen of that far country, meaning that he had joined himself to someone (laughs) who was invested in the other side. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. I had then started to make friends and make connections and relationships with people who couldn't help. Or rather people who would help to be even deeper in the rut that I was in. People who I thought were trying to help me, but they were only digging the um, hole deeper and deeper for me. Showing me unwanted things that I didn't want to do for money. Unwanted things that I didn't want to do for fame. Unwanted things that I wouldn't have wanted to do for, you know, moving to the next level. And thankfully to God, he showed me his mercy at the right time. I didn't have to dabble in any of those unwanted things. But just like the prodigal son, he was at this point. The Bible says in verse 16, he says... He would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate. And even reading this, I'm just thinking about my own life and realizing that, man, like, I would gladly have turned to those things. Because it seemed like the only way out for me. But in reality, it wasn't. But then, how great, verse 17 comes along and the Bible says that he came to himself one day. And I came to myself one day. And just in case you're listening to me right now in the same situation, this could be that day for you. The day when maybe God preserved this young man to do this podcast just so you could hear this and come to yourself. And he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I said to myself that day, I said, nah, when I was with God, at the very least, I had identity. At the very least, I had dignity. 
I wasn't completely lost. I had God. I had someone who I could always turn to. I'm not even talking about having resources at this point in time. I'm talking about just having a true friend. And I had that and I walked away from that. And that was all that mattered to me at this time. And he said to himself in verse 18, he says, I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And similarly, in my situation, I said, I'm going to go back to God. I don't even think I'm worthy to even serve God anymore. But at the very least, at the very least, let me even just become a baby again. Let me just be a child to him again. Let me just know that he cares enough to at least watch over me. I don't even need anything more than that because that's a lot more than what I currently have. And then in verse 20, the Bible says, And he arose. Now let's stop there for a second and let me point something out. Just in case you're listening to me right now, and in your heart you're making that decision that, look, I need to turn back. I'm hearing this guy's story and it's inspiring me to go back to God. Trust me, it's a great thing that you're making that decision in your heart. But making that decision in your heart alone isn't going to get you back to God. You need to take steps. He said in verse 17, I will arise, or rather in verse 18, I will arise and go to my father's house. And in verse 20, the Bible says, and he arose. It's not enough to say to yourself, I'm going to go back to God. You must take the step. That's how faith works. The woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says she said to herself, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. She believed it. But faith is not just belief. Faith is the action taken by virtue of what you say you believe. So as much as she believed it in her heart that touching Jesus' garment will make her whole, if she didn't take the step to touch it, nothing would have happened to her. Similarly, as much as he came to himself and said this, if he didn't take the step to go back, he wouldn't have been redeemed. Maybe you're listening and right now you're making the decision that you want to go back to God. If you don't take that step, you can't eat that fruit. You must take the step. And oh, how beautiful. The Bible says when he was still a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. One thing that stuck out to me when I read this is the fact that how did the father see him from afar off? Could it be, because I'm painting pictures with this story, could it be that even though his father couldn't go after him, because he needed to make the choice to come back home. But all along, his father was waiting at the balcony. Just imagine it. The father waiting at the balcony every single day, waiting for him to come back. And that's how the father saw him from afar. What if I told you that God has been waiting for you all along? He hasn't been far away, but he has been waiting for you. Just waiting for you. Jesus said, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. He will continue to knock and by knocking it means him presenting opportunities for you to come back. This is yet another opportunity he's presenting by using this young kid (laughs) to talk like this. But he's going to wait. He can't force it, but he will wait. And I assure you when you take that step to come back, 
he would run back to you and the bible says just when the son was making the statements remember he had rehearsed what he was going to say he was going to say father i've sinned against heaven and before you i'm not worthy to be called your son make me one of your slaves but then he got to the father and he said in verse 21 he said i have sinned against heaven and before you i'm not worthy to be called your son but just before he said make me one of your slaves his father interrupted him why because you can't be a slave to god and this was my story i thought if i came back at the very least let me even just know that i could be a child i didn't even believe god could give me full redemption to the point where i could get back to a place of service until god said nah you can't be a slave to me i've made you a son you're a son all you needed was to come back and just as the father put the robe on him god put the robe back on me i became royal again just as the father put the ring the signet on him god put his signet his mark when the bible says i bear my body the mark of the lord jesus that's what he's saying god put his mark his stamp on me that anybody that sees me should see jesus the father put the sandals on his feet that's exactly what god did with my life and the father brought the fatted calf killed it and threw a party for him imagine what will go on in heaven if you make your way back right now this is all i came here to say today <laughs> i planned an entirely different thing and maybe this episode is a bit longer than i would have wanted initially but this is god speaking and just in case you are the one person that he's speaking to if it's just one person you want to rededicate your life and come back to jesus this is your chance so please join me and say this father thank you for waiting for me i believe in jesus i believe he's the son of god and today i reconfess him as my lord and savior be my lord and then be my savior <laughs> thank you lord i become a child again I become a servant of yours again. I grow to become a son again. Thank you forever. In Jesus' name. What a joy. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Just in case you're still listening at this time, it means a lot. God bless you all. Peace. <laughs>